Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Masechus Gittin Daf Yudalid. We're starting about 12 lines down at Omar Lay Rav the Rav Acha Bardala. We'll be going until the end of the parak. We have a lot of ground to cover. Let us jump right in. We've been in the discussion of Maimit Shlashton. Let's review what the basic case of Maimit Shlashton is because that's going to be the crux of the first Amud today. Maimit Shlashton is if I lend you money, that means you owe me money. So if you owe me money and I owe someone else money, let's just make a shortcut and you'll just give it straight to the third party. So the Gemara says in the name of Rav that this is Kana. As long as all three people are present, standing in a triangle together, if I say, uh, let's just use Michael, Michael, instead of paying me back, just pay back Gerald straight. That is a Kenyan. Afal Peter, there was no Mashicha, there was no Hagba, there was no Kenyan Sudar. Maisa, Maimit Shlashtan works. On that note, the Gemara starts out again, 10, 12 lines down. I have a little bit of spices, uh, saffron. I have a little bit of spices in your house, and I actually owe them to someone else. I'd like you to give it to person X. And I'm saying it in front of the third party because so that I don't retract my opinion. This is a classical, seemingly a classical case of Maimon Shlashtan. I owe you some uh, some Morika. And uh, okay, so just Maimon Shlashtan. Let's, and now, though, again, let's remember that the Maimon Shlashtan works in a magical way. The Gemara said yesterday in an odd conclusion that Maimon Shlashtan works across the boards no matter what the circumstances are. Very odd Gemara. It was a halacha below time. Nevertheless, it works. So the Gemara says, wait one second. Michlal, what's implied from this line when it says that maybe I might return, maybe I might change my mind is Michlal de Iboy Hadarbe, Matar Hadarbe. That if a person wants to retract and if a person wants to undo the Maimon Shlashtan, he'd be able. And that's not right. Our presumption about Maimon Shlashtan is that it's a proper Kenyan. And once it takes effect, it takes effect. And there's no way, there's no backseas, it's just done. So if we're standing in that triangle of people, and I say, instead of paying me back, pay the third party, pay Levi, so then the then the din is that uh, they should get paid back with no chance of there being a, a chazara. So the Gemara says, you're absolutely right, don't worry. This is pshat in the line that Rav Acha Bardala uh, was talking about. Uh, it was actually Rav said it to Rav Acha Bardala. He said, that I'm doing it in front of you because there's no way to do Chazara. And therefore, we can stay true to form that, um, that you're not allowed to do Chazara, that the Kenyan of Maimon Shlashtan is binding. Says the Gemara, that's very nice. But Rav already taught this to us. Rav telling us a story now. But Rav already taught this halacha. And we don't waste Rav's words. The Amar of Hunam Rav. That's the basic din. And we presume again from that basic din of Maimon Shlashtan that there is no need for any anything else. That Kenyan is a binding Kenyan. So says the Gemara, we actually needed both comments. We needed the primary comment that we just saw of Kana. And we need the story that we just saw. Why? Because Imehahi, if I only would have had the primary line of Rav, that Maimon Shlashtan is Kana, Havamina Hanimili Matanam I might have thought that's only true by larger transactions. Aval, Matanam but with a smaller transaction like this Kaba de Morika, this little bit of bag of spices that I left by your house, I might have thought lowly by Bifanam. I might have thought that I don't need the third party to be present in front of me, Kamash Malan, that Maimon Shlashtan works the same, whether it's a, a Matanam Aruba or a Matanam Uetes, it works the same under all circumstances. And that is that if all all three people are present, and only if all three people are present, 
Maimon works, and that is halachically true today. Maimon works right now too. So if you're standing in a circle and uh, in, in a triangle of people, and you and the case scenarios where you owe money to person B, so then then you then the Maimon is actually binding. And you should be careful because that's a real Kenyan. And in fact, the following story will show us. Um, will show us some implications of that. Halfway down, not even, a little bit more than a third of the way down in Yadal, there were a bunch of gardeners. They were counting all of the money that they had made from the, from the master of the property. <clears throat> One person had five istri zuze, it's a unit of uh, coins, five, let's call it five quarters, five dollars, doesn't matter, five bills. Um, and one of them seemed to have a little bit of extra money. They were all counting the singles, he had too much money. So Amre Le, the other gardeners said to him, You should give it back to the master of the property, whoever it is, the owner of the house, give it back. And uh, and he did so. He did it in front of the master, right in front of the guy who owned it. And the and there was a Kenyan that was done as well. So this was seemingly why do the Kenyan? We had Maimon Shlashton. Okay, Lesov. This guy gets back to his apartment later that day. Ozal When he got home, he's like, you know what? Something doesn't feel right. This satchel of money feels too light for me to have five extra coins. And what did he find out? Really, really, there was no extra money. Now, he hadn't paid the money yet. He had just made a commitment to pay the money. So the question is, what happens now? He didn't know what to do. So like any good, good Ben Torah would do, he went to ask a Shiloh. What can I do? You've got yourself completely trapped. First of all, you're stuck because of General Maimach You stood there with the master of the property, and you were there with the other guys as well. It's a Maimach scenario. It's Kanan with no Chazar, no Baxis. We already learned that in the first part of the Gemara today. Not only that, but another type of Kenyan was done. You're doubly dead in the water. You need to pay the extra five coins. So says the Gemara, I don't understand. Rava was the next generation. Rav Nachman was third century Amorayim. Rava was fourth century. So really, Rava heard about this psak from Rav Nachman the generation later. This was not happening in real time for Rava. Rava said, I don't understand. The guy's not saying I'm not willing to, he's like, it's not that he's not willing to keep halacha. It's deleka kaboykam. Are you saying the money that I thought was in my pocket is not in my pocket? In other words, I made a Kenyan on money that doesn't exist. We all made a math, a math error. I thought that I had the extra five coins. I didn't have the extra five coins. So Rava says to Rav Nachman, why are you forcing him to pay? He didn't even have the money at the end of the day. So says the Gemara, Amar Im Kain, says Rav Nachman back to Rava, you're right, Im Kain. If it's true, then it's Kenyan Batosu. If it's just that we thought that he had the money and really he didn't have the money, then you can mime and shlushed on all day long. It doesn't matter. You're making a Kenyan on a house of cards. There's nothing to talk about. The Chol Kenyan Betaos Chozer. So we've learned a couple of interesting things. I'm just curious as a side note, what was Rav Nachman missing in the initial part of the story that Rava had to explain it to him? That's not clear from the Gemara. Don't know. Was it, it wasn't a difficult circuit, right? We must be missing something. What was Rav Nachman's having, you know? Second of all, what we've learned is that um, is that Maimon Shlashton only works when there's a Matthias, right? It doesn't, doesn't break the rules of, of uh, rules of nature. There has to be money to be had. If I stand there in a circle and I say, yes, I, I would like you to give money to the third party, and there's no money to speak of, like, that's not Maimon Shlashton. You just don't know what you're talking about. So these are some practical halachos. <laughs> Small toast was what? Part of the Amar of Munich. So, oh. Nachman saw the guy. Yeah. Nachman was thinking. 
Okay, but that's not what the Gemara says. But that's not what the Gemara says. The Gemara says... Yeah, I mean, he's trying to split... Tosha seems to have your question. It really seems so correct. Similar. That is the question. Lo pashka That's what the Gemara says. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I don't know. I mean, I'm wrong, so it doesn't matter. Chalipin. A Kenyan chalipin is where we do uh, we do one action to represent a purchase. It's a representative type of Kenyan. If you've ever seen like a Kenyan sudar, you'll see at a at a at the signing of a ksuba, you'll see someone pick up a pen. So those are similar. Chalipin is where we take one item that represents a purchase of another. So at the two dots, two-thirds of the way down, we're going to actually jump to another sugya called holich. And this is where a person doesn't say a classical language of Kenyan, but rather a different language of Kenyan. Two-thirds of the way down, holich, which we loosely translate as bring, even though it's not really the right word. Holich, holich, so Amar Amar Rav Rav says that while the money is being transferred, there's a an interesting dichotomy. You're responsible for the money until it gets to the recipient, and But at the same time, if you wanted to retract that money, you are not able to retract that money once you put it in the hand of the shliach. Really, this is a stira. Because on the one hand, we're saying you're chai b'achrayuso until it gets to the recipient. And at the same time that that's true, you can't do chazar. Shmuel says, no, I disagree. Shmuel Amar, they're one and they're two sides. They're, they're, they're all the same thing. It's all the same. If you're chai b'achrayuso until it gets there, that means it's still yours. And therefore, you can do chazar. So machlokas rab and Shmuel, if you can do chazara um, in a case of holich. And says the Gemara Lema Behokamiflage, perhaps the Machlokas is as follows. The Marsavar Holech Kizachidami. That according to one approach, when you say Holech, it's Kizachi. That's the sheet of Rav. That's why you can't be Choser. And according to the other sheet of Shmuel, Marsavar Holech Lav Kizachidami, saying Holech is not like you are Zocha. That's why he does allow for Chazar. So perhaps that's the Machlokas about whether or not we say Holech is Kizachidami or not. And the Gemara says, Lo, that's not correct. Everyone agrees that when you say Holech, that there is a schus to be had here. And a Kenyan was really made. So what then is the Machlokas? Really, what the Gemara is saying is Mar Savar Lo Amrinan Migu Umar Savar Amrinan Migu. Now we know Migu means since, and usually it's a, a, employing a certain logic. Take a look at Rashi, just to our right, Abraham Maschil, Shmuel Savar Amrinan Migu. What's the Migu that we say? That Mitoch Shechai Ba'achrayis in Balach Zorchoser. If this, then that. If you're able, if, we're, if you are a person who's Chai Ba'achrayis, so then we say, clearly, there's some connection between you and this item. Therefore, you can be choser. Do we say migu or not? Now, really, there's a Kenyan that's made, but we're saying that it obviously wasn't a full Kenyan in this case because you were chai b'achrayis. So that's what the Gemara says. And in fact, Tanya Kavase de Rav, Rav was of the opinion that you cannot do chazara. We'll see a somewhat lengthy brisa that concludes just like the Shita of Rav. Tanya Kavase de Rav, we're three-fourths of the way down, Yadal and Mel, the Gemara says, shani That's one language that you might say. That's the language that we started with. Or, Tain shani Or, Holech Manalaploni Pikadon Shiesh Libyadi. 
give over this item to another person, but really it's a pikadon. I'm asking, I'm giving it over to you to, to bring it bring it to that other person. In all of these cases, so we have a brisa very clearly supporting the sheet of Rav, where it says that if you want to do chazar, you're not allowed. And therefore, if we had to conclude, we're not posting, but if we had to conclude, it would seem to me that in the in the world of holech, if I say holech manalaploni, so then we live in this dichotomous world where on the one hand I'm chay yusan until the money gets to the recipient, but at the same time I'm really not a full owner because I can't do chazara. And that's how Rav Paskins, and we have a Brisa that supports Rav. Again, it's an oddity, and we need Rishonim here to clarify why this level of ownership is bifurcated, that on the one hand, I'm still chayab until it gets to the recipient, but really, once it reaches the shliach, then I no longer can do chazar. That's a stira. should be a stira. That's why Shmuel argued. But nevertheless, that's how Rav Paskins says the Gemara. I don't understand the case of Pikadon. By the case of Pikadon, perhaps you could argue that you should not have given the Pikadon to anybody else, because maybe the Baal maybe the owner of the, the Baal Pikadon, the owner, really doesn't want it to be in anybody else's hands. How do you have the right to take it out of the first person's hand? Says the Gemara, in general, you're right. But in this case, what are we talking about? The guy who's watching it is a yutz. He doesn't know, he's not, a, he's not a responsible human being. You know, like you ever ask those questions, like how can a person lose a shoe? This is the guy who loses the shoe. So you don't want him watching your stuff. So therefore... You, uh, you are, it's okay to, to not return it back to owner. But if it was a responsible person, then you're right. Then you can't give a pikadon. This is, this is like for us. Can you give, if, I'm, if somebody entrusts me with their item, am I allowed to, to have another person be a pikadon while I'm really the bal pikadon? No, you're not allowed to do that. Why? Because I was entrusted. If I'm, uh, if I'm out to lunch, then maybe the Allah would change. Very good. Rav Sheshes, the Gemara is going to tell a couple of stories. Rav Sheshes, Havale, Ashrasa, Desarbali, Bimachosa. He had, a, he had some money that was to be collected for having sold coats in Mechoza, in the city of Mechoza. He didn't live in Mechoza. So when his friends were going, when you go down, he said to Rav Yosef Barchama, when you go to Mechoza, if you wouldn't mind, can you please go pick up the debt that they owe me? They'll give you some rubles, put it in your satchel and bring it back to me when we're all done. Thank you very much. So no problem. Azal. He went down, he went to the people who owed the money, and he said, I'm here representing uh, Rav Sheshes, so can you please give me the money that you owe Rav Sheshes? He's a trustworthy individual. They gave him over the money, the rubles that were owed. No problem. So Amre Lei, can you do me a favor? Listen, Rav Yosef Barchama, you're the person who took the coins off of our hands. We don't want any more responsibility on our, on our head right now. Do you mind? Nikni Minach. Can you please make an acquisition from us? In other words, we're the ones who owed the money to Rav Sheshes. You, Rav Yosef, are the shliach. Would you mind, please take this responsibility off my hands and make it that I'm not a balach rais anymore. I've given it to the shliach. I did my part. So says the Gemara, Amar lehu in. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But even though he was okay with it in principle, Lesof at the end of the day, he ended up getting out of the deal and, and he didn't end up doing that. And when Rav Yosef Barchama returned home with the money to give back to Rav Sheshes, Omar Le Rav Shesha says to Rav Yosef Barchama, Shapir Avadet de lo Shavis Nafshach Eved Lovel Ishmalve. You did a good job not making yourself an Eved to me. What does that mean? You're just a Shliach. The person who has the Achrais is the person who owed me money. Those are the guys who live in Mechoza. They're the ones who are Baal Achrais. They asked you to take on responsibility. That's not your job. 
Your job is not to be an Evet to me. Your job is to do Shlichus for me. The responsibility really lies with those people, with the people in Mechoza who actually took my coats and had yet to pay me. So they owed me money. They're the Balei Achrais. And as the coins are in transit, the responsibility lies with the original, uh, with the original payer. And Lishna Achrina, another way to understand this is Shapir Avadit, Eved, Love, Leish, Malve. You did a good job because the burden should be for the people who were the Love, who were the borrowers. Two iterations of the same thing. Um, but an interesting thing, you know, like you send a package through UPS, they're going to say, what kind of insurance do you want? How does that work? So if I was a Yiddish company, I'd say the Achrayis lies with the seller, with the shipper. Everything stays with him until it reaches my front door. That's on him. So that's how Halacha would probably, again, I'm projecting, but that's based on this Gemara. That's what Halacha would say, that unless, unless the Shliach takes responsibility, a unique responsibility, then all of the burden lies on the seller, on the shipper. Another story. Rav Achi Bereb Yoshia Havale Iskapa Tekaspa Benarda. He had some type of cup, some type of uh, vessel. Rashi says it's a cleat that was made out of silver and Narada. Turning to the top of the Daladam base. Omar Luhul Rav Dustoy Ben Rav Yanai Ule Rav Yosi Bar Kiper. When the two of you, Rav Dustoy and, uh, and Rav Yosi, when you guys go down there, please, Bahade de Asisu, on your way back, Asyuhanehale, please bring me my silver cup. Thank you very much. Azul, Yahweh So these two gentlemen, Rav Dustoy and Rav Yossi Barkeeper, they went down. Um, where did they go? Does it say? Narda. They went to Narda and they went to go collect the cup. Amre Lahu, the people who are holding on to the cup, says to Rav Dustoy and Rav Yossi, do me a favor, Nikni please take over responsibility for this item, similar to the last story. The guys who were holding on to the cup were saying, I'm giving you the cup as a shliach. I don't want any more achrayis, no more responsibility. They said, we're not doing that. That's not happening. So they said, well, if you're not going to take responsibility away from us, then we're holding on to the cup. Then give us the cup back. Because I don't want a case scenario where I'm trusting that you're going to do a good job with shlichus. I know that when the cup's in my house, that it's safe. If he wants to get his cup without shlichus, tell him to come down and get it. But if I have to give it to a shleich, I don't want, that's unfair. I don't want the responsibility while it's in transit that if something happens to you, I have to give him another silver cup. This is an expensive product. I don't want the responsibility. So here, our shlichim, they started telling different stories. Rav Dustay, Rav in. He says, no problem. You can have the cup back. But Rav Yossi, Barkeeper, I'm not giving you the cup back. No way. I'm holding on to the cup. So, like all good Jews, they tied him down to a chair and they started beating him, which is not normal. This is not normal. They said to Rav Dustai, he, he said to Rav Dustai, look what's happening. They're beating him up. Amar Lahu, Rav Dustai said back to them, Tav, Ramulay, keep up the good work. You guys are doing a good beating. I'm proud of you. That's great. Okay, they finally got out of the scenario and they got back to Naruto. When they finally got back, Two, who was it? Rav Achib Rav Yoshia, the owner of the cup. When they finally finally got back there, Amarle Chazimar Lomistaya de Losaina. It wasn't just that Rav Dustai didn't help me when these goons were beating me with, uh, you know, with uh, a piece of wood. Ella Amar Luhunami Tavramule. He even said they're doing a great job of beating me up. Well, what kind of person is Rav Dustai? This is not right. So he says to him, Amarle, Amai te Abirachi, why did you why did you support this beating? It says the Gemara, Amarle, Osan bin Adam, Pain Ama, Vikovan Ama. They are an Amatal, and their head is an Amatal. 
and they speak from their midline. They have a very deep voice. In other words, they were very large people, even though one ama is not significant. But the Gemara seems to say that this is a catchphrase of the day. These people are very large. They're very they're terrifying people. And their names are scary. Ooh, what does that even mean that their names? Are, these are grown adults. This is what the Gemara says. Their names are scary. Arda ve'arta upili verish. Okay. And what really was he saying? If they were to say, Omran Kfusu, if these guys were to say to their servants, tie this guy up, then Kofsen, then they do it. And Omran Harogu, then Horgan. These guys were very scary people. What they said went even to the point of being killed. Ilu Hargu as Dustai. If this is him talking about Dustai, if Dustai says, if they would have killed Dustai, if they would have killed me, me nosan liyanai abba bar kamosi, who's going to give my father another son like me? Um, I was scared for my life. Omar Lay. So Rav Achi says back to him, These guys, were they were they like chummy with the kings and with the presidents? Were they all Omar Lahain? Yes, yes, they were. So Do they have horses and do they have mules that are following them as they travel? Omar Lahain, they have a whole entourage, absolutely. You did a good job supporting the abuse. Super interesting Gemara for halachic purposes when you're in scenarios supporting other people's physical pain. If you're afraid, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to sacrifice your life. The Gemara seems to say, no, you, you guys are doing a great job. Just, uh, just I support you. Great job. Keep hitting it. That's what the Gemara seems to say. Omer Dorsheni, we need Rishonim, we need Poskim, we need Achron. Let's continue. Let's get back into the sugya of Holich. But this time... And it's not super clear from the Gemara, but this time the Gemara is talking about a matana. We started out the sugya of Holech on the previous one. We're talking about Holech of a monoloploni, and the language sounds same, the same here. Holech monoloploni, but in this case, we're not talking about a regular mana. What we are talking about is a, a matana. So Let's say that I say that I want to give a mana, I want to give $100 to a particular person. And uh, my shliach is looking for him and can't find him. It turns out he died. So Tani Chada, one says that if we find out that he died, what should the shliach do with the money? I sent you out at 10 o'clock this morning with $100. You went to go find the recipient. When you got there, it was time for his funeral. The Gemara says, One Bryce says it goes back to the sender, return to sender in our language. No, if Reuben was sending to Shimon, Reuben doesn't get it back. Shimon's Yorshim get it back. Wow, why? What's this machlokes all about? Perhaps we say, maybe the halacha is that when you say holech, it's as if the transaction already took place. And therefore, it's no longer Rubens, it belongs to Shimon. I, Shimon, died. Okay, give it to his Yarshim. What are you supposed to do? That's because holech is kezachi. Umar suffered that holech is lav kezachi, that maybe holech is not really a transaction. And therefore, because holech is not a transaction, it doesn't belong to Shimon or his Yarshim, and it's returned to sender. Says the Gemara, That is not correct. Everybody holds that holech in a vacuum is not binding. So why then do we have a scenario where maybe it goes to the uh, Yorshim of Shimon or maybe it goes back to sender? If it's a Shchiv Meira, the Shchiv Meira's words are very powerful. Yesterday we said they're so therefore it's going to go to Shimon's Yorshim. But if he's a Bari, then the money will go right back to the sender. Rav Zvid Omar, Rav Zvid argues and says, not really. We're halfway down on Yodad Amit Beis, heading to the end of the parak. Rav Zvid Omar, 
Really, both Brises are talking about Bishivmeira and Hadi Ise Limekabel Bishas Matan Maus, that the Makabel was alive when the Shivmeira made his comment. And Hadalese Lakabel Bishas Matan Maus. And one is when the Makabel when Shimon was not alive during the time of the of the Shivmeira's comment. Yes, we know the Shimera's comments are always binding, but they're not binding on a dead man. So if Ruvain said, as a he wants to give it to Shimon. What he didn't realize is that at that time, Shimon had already died. Then the money is returned to sender. But if Shimon was still alive, so then, yeah, absolutely, the Holech is binding because he's a Shchibmeira. And by a Shchibmeira, his words are kiksuvin v'chimesur and damo. Rav Papa gives another answer. No, these two brayses are Amar Bari and Hadamis Mekabel V'chayi Nosein Hadamis Nosein V'chayi Mekabel. Depends who died first. If the Mekabel died V'chayi Nosein, so then it goes back to sender. And if the Mis Nosein V'chayi Mekabel, then it goes to the then it goes to the recipient. The Gemara says, adding a complicating factor, Lema Holech Kizchid Tanoihi. Maybe the argument of whether or not we say Holech is actually a binding commitment that it actually works right away, maybe that's subject to a machlokas in the Tanoim. And here we're going to see, I believe it's five shitas in the Tanoim. The Tanya, what's the case? Holich manalaploni. If you see, you, you commit, you say holich manalaploni, and v'halach u'bikshu and you can't find the person. So then, yachzir l'mishalech, it all goes back to sender. What if, not the Mechabel. What if the sender dies after he says this comment? Here is the Machlokas. Reb Nosen v'Rav Yaakov Amru yachzer liyorshe meshaleach. It goes back to the Yorshim of the sender. Return to sender, he's dead, fine, it goes to the sender's children. Let's call this person Reuven. V'yesh Omrim, which is a nameless person. V'yesh Omrim liyorshe mishinishtal chulon. No, it goes to the children who he was intending to send to, to Shimon's children. Going back three generations, really, it shouldn't go to the Yorshim of, uh, of Shimon, but unrelated to whether or not Holech is Kizachi, we have another din that it's a mitzvah to fulfill the dying wishes of a person, and therefore it goes to the Yorshim of uh, Shimon. Reminiscent of the first Mishnah We don't know what to do. Split the funds. Half goes back to the original, and half goes back to the um, to the Mishalech, and half goes back to the, the Mishnah Mishalchot, who it was going to. The Khan Amru, Naad language, the Khan Amru means Rashi says Bibavel. What's really odd about this is that this is a Brisa. It's very odd. A Brisa written in Bavel. That's not very common, no? I think most of the right. It's very odd. Okay, so the Gemara says, "Vikan amru kol We leave it up to the shliach. Well, it looks like my pockets have been lined. <laughs> Obviously, that's not what it means. He gets to choose between the two. two he only gets two choices. There's no third option. He has to choose the mishalech or the mishanishtalech lo, and he has to make the decision on his own. And then this is very strange for those of us who've been learning Shas for the last, I don't know, 1200 blot. This is, a, I believe, a first. Amar Reb Shimon Hanasi. Yehuda Hanasi, we're familiar with. Shimon Hatzadik, we're familiar with. Reb Shimon, we're familiar with. Shimon Hanasi, a new name. The Gemara is going to ask about that soon. Al Yodi Hayamaisa, he says that something like this happened to me. 
The Amru, and whoever the Chachamim were at that time, said, It goes back to the sender and to his children. So says the Gemara, these five, six shitas, the Tanakama says it's lav kezachi, that holech doesn't work. They agree that holech is not binding. And even though he died, and he, they, Reb and Reb Yaakov, don't hold and the person who was the Vyesh Omrim holds Holech Kezachi, and Rabbi Yehuda Nasi Omrim Mishum Rabbi Yaakov Omrim Mishum Rabbi Meir Holech Lav Kezachi. Me, who even though we hold that it, it's Lav Kezachi, Hecha Demis Amrin and Mitzvah Lekayim Dibrameis, as we spoke about earlier. Vechacham Emormim Yachloku Misafkalu, they don't, they're 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 torn about whether or not we say Holech is Kezachi. And Vekan Amru here in Bavel, what's the din? Shuda Adi. If we prefer that the person use his own judgment. We have this phrase elsewhere, we've seen it already, Shuda Dedaini, where the person's making his own assessment. And Rim Shimon Anasi, Maisa Asa Lashmina, to teach what he holds. So maybe perhaps we can say that this five, six pronged machlokas in the Tanaim over here is really a discussion of whether or not we hold Holech is Kizachi. And the Shitas are across the boards. Some say Holech is Kizachi, and some say Holech is not Kizachi. And the Gemara, five lines from the bottom of Yodal Rabbe, says, Lo, this is not a good comparison. And this is not what the machlokas is. Bibari, the Kuleyalma Lopligi. Everyone agrees that when it comes to a case of Bari, Holech is Lav Kezachi. The Gemara doesn't articulate that, the Rishonim do. That when it comes to a Bari, everyone agrees that Holech is not strong enough. Okay, by Shrimera, we understand. What must we be talking about over here? We are talking about We're talking about a person on his deathbed. By Shrimera, we have all of these different shitas. There's a, a connected, but we haven't learned it yet, a connected machlokas between Rebbe Lazar and the Rabbonon. What's that? Titznan, four lines from the bottom. Let's say that a person is sharing how to break up their uh, Yerusha, their inheritance, but he didn't write anything down. He's just talking out loud. This car goes to that person. This farm goes to that child. This dog goes over there, and they're dividing up everything, but verbally. So this is a machlokas in the Tanaim. Rabbi Elazar Omer, Echad Bari Ve'echad Nesukan, if the person is healthy or if the person is not healthy, even if he's a Shchiv Meirah, so Nechasim Shishan is. If it's things like ground that have achrayas, you're talking about a physical property, niknin bekesif ubishtar bechazaka. Those are those um, acquisitions are made through a proper kinyan with money, with a document, or bechazaka. And if there is not property, if it's not property that can't be sold or stolen per se, it can only be uh, given over. These are metaltalin. So these are she'en achrayas. These are physical objects. You need to actually pull that item. That's the sheet of the of Rebbe Lazar. The Chachamim Mormon, no, Elu ve'elu niknin be'amira. I disagree with the shita of Rebbe Lazar, and these things can be niknin be'amira. That even if he is mechalek nechasav al piv, it works. And Amru lo ma'isa be'iman shel bnei rochel. There was a mother of the bnei rochel. We'll discuss who they were in a minute. Shaisachola, she was sick. The Amra tinasin kivinasi leviti. Kibinasi, take a look at Rashi. Rashi says it's talking about Noshka. And if you take a look at the commentaries here, they say, Tachshit Agul Munach Keneget Halev. It was a circular type of jewelry that was worn opposite the heart. So maybe some type of circular uh, piece of jewelry that was on a string that was worn opposite a woman's heart. So that was uh, what, what she said. This mother says that Tinasin 
Kivinasi, I want to give this jewelry, Libiti, to my daughter. And it was very expensive. So this is beautiful. We see a raya verura that a person can be mechalek al piv. So it says the Gemara, Omar lahem nechachamim pushed back and said, B'nei Rochel, tik ima. The children of Rochel, are you crazy? These people were ashamed. They should, they should, their mother should bury them. So it's not a very complimentary phrase, but uh, if you take a look at Rashi, Rashi says, tik imam, uh, first and second lines, klalahi klomar lo yalu al halev, lo yizkru bebeis ha-medrash, lo raya, lefi shereshoyim hayu, shoyim akayim, kotsim bekerem, v'chule. They were terrible people. You can't bring a raya from there. So perhaps we can say that the Tanakhama is Karebelazar, and perhaps we could say that Rav Nassim, Rav Yaakov is Nami Karebelazar. They also hold like Karebelazar. However, Afal Gab Demis, Lo Amrin and Mitzvah Lekayim Deriames, but they don't hold that uh, a dying man's wishes should be fulfilled. The sheet of the V'yesh Omer is Kerabbanan, like we just saw, that they, that Be'amira uh, works. Rav Yehuda Nasi Shamar Mishum Rav Meir Karebelazar, he holds the Chumar like Karebelazar, that it doesn't work. Miu Hecha Demis, but even though it's true that the trend Transaction doesn't work, but I'm reading mitzvah the kaim mace. But the chachamim, Rabbi Yudan Nasi, I should say, in the name of Reb Meir, holds that we still are mekaim divrei hames. The chachamim omrim in that brayse yachloku because misafka. We don't know if he'll like Rabbi or the chachamim. The kanam or the people in Babel held shuda adif, and then for Reb Shimon Hanasi, maisa asel So the Gemara seems to conclude that there is a link between this brayse and our machlokas between Rabbi Lazar and the chachamim. Two small things before we end. Bailahu, Reb Shimon Hanasi. Who was this? Nasi who? Omishmei de Nasi Kaamar. Was Reb Shimon Hanasi one of the Nasim, and we just never see his name? Uh, he's just his name has been left out. Or no, is it Reb Shimon in the name of a Nasi? The Gemara says Tashma. What's the problem? The Amar of Yosef. The Reb Yosef quotes a Brisa. Halacha ki Reb Shimon Hanasi. Says the Gemara. That's not a Raya. You use the same exact name. In a different sentence, and says the Gemara Teku. We don't know if Shimon Anasi was a real person himself, if he was a Nasi himself, or he was just speaking on behalf of a Nasi. Unclear. Gufa says the Gemara. We had learned the halacha just a line ago. Amar of Yosef halacha kirav Shimon Anasi says the Gemara halacha kirav Shimon Anasi. What does that mean? What did Rav Shimon Anasi say? So Rav Shimon Anasi told us this story. Let's go back and, on the bottom of the previous page and see what he said. Rav Shimon Anasi said that they gave the money, the Yorshei HaMeshalech, that the money went back to the Yorshim of the sender. Says the Gemara, how can that be true? How can Shimon Anasi say that the money goes back to the sender? Hare, we have a halacha. If we're dealing with a shchiv meira, then there's no reason why the money should go back to the sender. The money should always go to Shimon and to his family, who's the recipient. So Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef says that therefore it has to be that the brisa where Shimon Anasi is talking is talking about a bari, talking about a healthy person, and that's why it goes back to the mishalech. But he agrees that by a shchiv meira, that the words of a shchiv meira are kiksuvin mechimusurim damo. Says the Gemara Vahali Yorshe Mishalech Kamar, Vikaimalan Mitzvah Kaim Debrehames. Even if you want to say that, even if you want to say that, that fine, and we're talking about a case of a bari, what about the halacha of Kaimalan Mitzvah Lakaim Debrehames? At the end of the day, he died, so he, we should fulfill his words. Says the Gemara Tini, Yachzeru, the Mishalech, that it should go back to the Mishalech to the sender, and not we're not going to be Makaim Debrehames. Hadran Allah maybe Kama, Baruch Hashem, we finished the first parak of Masech is getting Mirza Shem will pick up tomorrow with another daf. However, 
Tomorrow's daf will not be in person. I'll be recording and posting Amir Tashem in the morning hours. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Back together on Thursday.